It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Now open in Dundalk beside the Dundalk Retail Park. The nearly new sale is now on at Blackstone Motors Dundalk. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots to chat, lots of chat to come over the next couple of hours. And we'll be uh, hearing about the extremes in the world. Yes, local people living in Australia and the big freeze in the US as well. We'll be touching base all over the world from Late Lunch this afternoon. But first off, listen, this lady will get you to the perfect climate, the perfect temperatures right through the year. I'm delighted she's back with us again for 2019. It's Sandra Finnegan from Globe Travel. Sandra, good to see you again. Great see you and Happy New Year again Jerry. Oh God and on the 1st of February. On the 1st of February <laughs> yeah the... but we had a party in the middle of it. <laughs> we had indeed, we had indeed. That's the last one you're going to get. But yeah. listen before we get into uh, what we're going to talk about with you today I couldn't believe this. The Queen of Travel herself. What happened to you on your last trip? Tell them. Oh well it can happen to anyone Jerry. Um, yeah I was travelling to Dubai and uh, making a connection with a certain airline and um, the flight left Dublin on time. Everything was perfect. The problem was that the aircraft got repositioned very far from the airport. So by the time I got into the terminal, uh, I missed my connection. So, uh, you know, and these things happen. But, you know, you you couldn't get stuck in a better place in Istanbul. So it was fine. We said, look, get on with it and live with it. Uh, the problem was my bags didn't arrive. And that was the difficulty. So that was left Dublin on Friday. And by Monday morning before I got my bag and it was Thursday before my husband got his. So the point I'm making, Jerry, for anybody travelling, this can happen to anyone. Don't let it spoil your holiday because otherwise, you know, you've spent a lot of money getting there. Don't get over anxious about it. But I will say if you are making connections, pack a small travel bag with you overnight. If you're going to a sun destination, whether it be beachwear, a pair of flip flops and a spare set of clothes, and medication, most important, do not put your medication in your check luggage because if that goes missing, you're snookered and you can end up paying very expensive. Fortunately, in places like Istanbul, it's very reasonable. But going to destinations like Dubai or further afield, it's very expensive when you get there. A bottle of Nivea sun cream, Jerry, 64 euro. That local done stores would probably sell for nine euro. Ouch, ouch, ouch. The so flip-flops. I was tempted to get sunburned but decided I'd pay the 64 euro. <laughs> Yeah. And your flip-flops, expensive as well, I flip-flops think. Flip-flops were 120, so I stayed barefoot. <laughs> oh, why wouldn't you? But look, that's a very important point to make, to bring that smaller bag with the backup that you have to hand if something goes wrong. But, but the clause is, 
And I will say to you, um, I thought I was covered with bells and whistles with travel insurance. Um, I purchased my ticket with my credit card and I had cover on that. I also had my household insurance that had cover on that and I had a travel policy. So I had three different cushions to fall back on. My household policy has an excess of €500. So, you know, it would barely be worth my while claiming. Yeah, it's too high. And the other two policies uh, only cover to a maximum of €200. So I will have to go, you know, directly after the airline in this case, because, you know, when two people are left without clothes and it was nothing excessive, you don't feel bills mounting up to six or seven hundred euro. So there you have it. Uh, A word of caution about your policies as well. Check them out and understand what is covered. And just be very careful. If there's a difference in five euro in buying a standard policy or going for Premier Plus, where it has no excess, pay that extra five euro because it's well worth it. There you are from the woman who knows and her recent experiences. Well, let's move along because uh, passports we've talked about uh, many times here on the show and the difficulties with uh, renewing and delays in renewing as well. The online passport renewal. Your thoughts on this? It's absolutely a fantastic service because the amount of people who come in after they book their holiday with their passport application form and those application forms go in the draw, the kitchen draw, and they come out about a month beforehand. Uh, Online is so easy. While you're sitting by the fire in the evening time, you can complete them. The trick I would say to everybody is go into your local chemist or camera facility and have your photographs taken correctly by a professional. Have them uploaded and sent to your email and then when you do the application you can go in and upload the photographs from there. So you're not going to get rejected on the passport and it's very simple. If you apply on a Monday guaranteed you'll have those passports back by Thursday or Friday. Really? Three to four day turnaround. It's super. Isn't that great? Now that's a very important point to bear in mind and obviously you know and you're hearing from experience the photograph can cause the difficulty. Absolutely and people go in and they get photographs taken with a hat on them. People have photograph with glasses on them. All of these things are not, particularly children. It's very difficult to try and take a child's photograph. Uh, I was actually in a chemist one day witnessing a mum trying to control a child and it was just not possible. And myself and the shop assistant played a little game to attract the child to try and keep it amused. And it did work. Let the professionals take the photographs. It'll save you money and save you time. Now, there are certain categories of people that cannot at this stage use the online to apply or renew. What are they or who are they? The first one is uh, first applications needs to be done. Infants can't be done. Um, Old passports older than five years old can't be done. They have to be biometric passports. So they're the ones that you can apply online. If you're in Australia, as you mentioned, Jerry, you've got a caller on from Sydney earlier. While in Sydney, you can make your application Mm. and that can be sent to your home in Sydney. So... It doesn't matter where you are in the world. No matter where you are, 365 days a year, that facility is open. Okay. And those categories that Sandra mentioned there are the ones that you can't. You can use the Unpost service. You can use the Unpost service if you want the old reliable method. It is much, much slower. And they they give a 10-day turnaround. It doesn't happen. I would say it's 28 to 35 days. But remember the old passport, first time applications through on post, you'll have to wait the time, allow yourself that time. yes. Simple as that. And then I think the other one that is, is a change of a a name, for example. If you were in your maiden name and you want to to turn to your married name, 
uploading your marriage certificate, you need to make that application by post. Okay, and uh, you can check that out. It's online. I was looking at myself this morning there everywhere, but it's a fantastic service and it's a real uh, boon for anybody. As Sandra was saying, if you're somewhere else in the world, you can do it and it's done fast and it will happen very, very quickly. Okay, let's talk a little bit about breaks and holidays and where people should be looking to this coming year. Okay, we're on the 1st of February today and uh, within a short space of time, it will be St. Patrick's Day with the short month. New York City, an awful lot of people say, I'd love to go to New York for the celebration. It's such a fun city and the parade is well worth the visit. Uh, They turn everything green. The beer, the cake, the food, everything. Their hair, everything is green. Um, A a five-night break staying in a three-star hotel, the Hilton Manhattan East, €695, so it's really good value. Uh, The Hudson Midtown, 709 so super value for money. Great value there. I was there one year for St. Patrick's and as Sandra said, it is something else. It becomes Irish for the whole weekend, never mind the day itself. Absolutely. And uh, wrap up, I will say that to you. It's generally on the nippy side, but lovely, lovely time to go. And if you want to do it, there's an offer for you there. Keep your questions coming to us. I see them coming in already. The WhatsApp number is 086-1800-658. If you want to ask Sandra anything this afternoon, this is your opportunity. That's the same number for the text as well. If you want to pick up the phone, we'll take the details as well. 1850 I'll take that first question that has just come. Hi, Jerry. Can you please ask Sandra, uh, where would I go for a little trip to Switzerland? I'm planning to go the end of May. Switzerland, end of May? Yeah, absolutely. You could certainly do maybe do a tour. Um, Crystal Holidays do a lovely package there as well. You could do a Swiss and an Austria combination. If it's just a short break, Geneva as a city break would be absolutely beautiful. And there's direct flights in there every day and we could tailor make something nice for you and add in some excursions. Or you could do a two centre. You could do Geneva and Zurich and take the amazing train service between the two. And what scenery you'd have oh, travelling on that yeah. train. Sound of music, here oh, we go. Oh yeah. my word, I, that's what just went through <laughs> my, my mind there. It is a beautiful, beautiful yeah. country, it is. And Geneva, as you said, as a city, is, is terrific. Um, and uh, Martin's just been on, WhatsApped us there to 086-1800-658 to say, say, Sandra, you're so right. I sent an online renewal on Tuesday and had my passport yesterday. That Brilliant. must be record time. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. There you go. Well done, Martin. So you're set up for the holiday season. All you have to do now is pick the destination and away you go. And we have the woman who can help you for sure. Now, uh, the family holiday 2019. I've been asked to ask you this and you're going to recommend some family holidays. What do you do when you have three children of three, say seven and ten roughly? You know, there's that age spread there between the small one and the older one. Mm. And, you know, to satisfy them and they all want to do their own thing. How do you overcome that and get a a family holiday that suits all? Well, a lot of these... um clubs for children, you know, have different age groups. They normally do the the, t- the tiny tots from two to four. And then you've got the four to 12 for the children. So if you pick some of these holiday villages or some of the camping holiday resorts, they have amazing facilities on site. The family of two adults and three children is every travel agent's nightmare to Why? try and get a two bedroom apartment because they're like chicken's teeth, particularly already in February. Um, 
the camping holidays, as in mobile home holidays, is a huge seller out of Ireland. There's so many resorts now. You've got France, Italy, Spain, Croatia has become very popular and the Netherlands and Germany. So like most of the European countries, flights are quite reasonably priced and car hire is reasonable. Uh, It's the camping sites themselves, the more high end can be a little bit more expensive, but they've everything on offer for the for children. So uh, that's the way to get round that issue of trying to locate a two bed for five people, yes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and a lot of the main resorts themselves, you know, holiday resorts are focused that all children are not going to be the same age and you've got a whole category of ones, you know, from tiny tots to teens and you need to be able to cater for all of them. Uh, between us all in Globe, we've got children of all ages so we really are well tuned in what we can get for you. Another question there, and you've uh, mentioned it a moment ago. Uh, Lots of people I know have booked their family holiday since last year. Am I too late for deals or a nice holiday for this summer? No, not at all. There's still some free child places available with some tour operators. Uh, Sunway um, have just launched their new brochure and they have some fabulous product in it and a lot of new destinations. Spain and the Costa, you know, there, and you mentioned those clubs as well. And we went with ours when they were smaller. Now, that's not today or yesterday, Mm. but we always found them terrific. Absolutely great. And even this year, the old resorts that we haven't seen around for a while, the likes of Bodrum in Turkey, which always have uh, hotel accommodation with super facilities, are all back this year. Now, what do you recommend uh, to families? You have a couple of offers there, have you, for family holidays this uh, year? Florida at the moment is incredible value for money. You know, prices starting from 5.69 based on four sharing in May and early dates in June. So really, really good value for money. And how long is that break? That's four, seven nights. 5.69 to Florida. Flights and accommodation. Flights and accommodation. In May. In May. Really That's good really good, isn't it? And you know what we came across yesterday, and uh, and you always give out to me about the cruising, Jerry. But this is one don't, I don't. that I think would be fabulous um, for somebody who wants to get a taste of it and maybe combine it with an Italian family holiday. And it's a four night cruise out of Venice on the twenty fourth of June, and it ends up in Naples on the twenty eighth of June, and it goes to Croatia and Split and Messina and Italy. And the price for that cruise is three sixty. Per person, that's uh, you know your cruise and all food for four days. So there you go, Jerry. No excuse. You wouldn't get a weekend in in certain places and mm. not far from here yeah. <laughs> for that type of money. That's a terrific offer, isn't it's it? It's a super offer, and the equivalent is there for anybody who doesn't have holidays during the summer and they want to plan something for later on in the year. We have a cruise out of Miami. It's a four-day taster cruise of the Caribbean with three nights in Miami for seven eighty-nine. That's yeah. flights and. Sandra, can I confirm this? I would cruise with you, but there's somebody else in my house that won't cruise. No, so we'll have to go I'll together, have to, Jerry. I'll, I'll, I'll have to, the two of us will have to just head off one day and not tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. She's staying with us on late lunch for a few more minutes because we're going to talk about Lake Como in a moment with Sandra. Sandra Finnegan from Globe Travel is with us on late lunch. I can tell you they're in holiday mode out there today. Is it the first of February? Is it the time of year? But we're it's getting the minus two degrees <laughs> conditions, Jerry. You think so? Yeah. The questions are popping in here. Thank you so much much for them. Hi Jerry and Sandra could you tell me something about Hamburg? We're considering going I've been to it once Jerry didn't jump out at me. It's not somewhere I'd rush back to. Okay. Um, Quite an industrialised sort of city. Um, If I was picking cities in Germany to go as a city break um, 
Cologne would be one of my favourites. Munich is stunning. Uh, even Dusseldorf is a beautiful mm. city. Uh, there's a lot, it, Hamburg wouldn't actually jump out of me. Yeah. Where else would you suggest Hamburg, Germany? Anywhere else in Germany? If you, would you go somewhere else ahead of Hamburg? Ahead of Hamburg, even Hanover is a, is a much prettier city. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. We, we don't mean to rain on your parade, but yeah, Sandra's yeah. been absolutely honest. Yeah, She's yeah, been yeah. there, you and of course, Munich is. Munich is stunning. Now, Hamburg, you know, it's a coastal. You know, you've got the the huge port there and everything, but it, it just to me, it was a very industrialised city. Okay, there you go. That's the woman who knows view this afternoon on late lunch. Ah, oh, Sandra, listen to this, Jerry. We've never been abroad. Where would Sandra recommend we should go for first timers? And we don't want a real long flight. Oh, Jerry, I'd love the challenge of this one. This would be great fun. Well, I'd definitely bring you hand by hand the whole <laughs> step of the way. OK. Um, you know, a short flight. Um, if you want to stay not too far away, if you don't want language to be a problem, maybe the island of Jersey would be a very nice one to start off with. Uh We'll have to concern, worry about Brexit later on in March. Uh, the other one that I would look at maybe would be the south of Spain, two and a half hours, short flight, a lot of selection. You don't even have to do it for seven days if you didn't want to. You could do a four or five day break. Portugal as well, maybe the Lisbon coast um, if you didn't want temperatures to be too high. Um, or all, an escorted tour would be fabulous for you mm. because everything would be done for you. Mm. And the one that I have here in mind when we talk about Lake Como has all that on offer. So it would okay, be... OK, we're going to come on to that in a moment. But look, at it can be customised for you. It can be anything you want. Depends That's on your Sandra budget. Said. It can yeah. be small, you know, it can be two, three hundred euro up to whatever is whatever on your you, budget. Whatever you want to spend. There's somebody else saying, oh my God, Jerry, I've booked three nights in March in Dublin and the hotel is coming in at 600 euro is Sandra seriously saying that I could go to Florida for that type of money absolutely give me a call there you go you can you really can uh, amazing and thanks indeed keep the comments coming 086 1800 658 whatsapp or text Lake Como in the north, north of, of Italy. Italy yeah absolutely um, absolutely stunning the people used to think it was for the idle rich um, everything about it the hotels Stunning, stunning, uh, fantastic train journeys you can take. And then you've got the neighbouring resort of San Moritz beside you as well. So something for everybody. Uh, Top Flight do a fabulous package once a month during May through to September. And prices start from €1,099. And that's flights, transfers, bags and seven nights in Lake Como. Included in that, you've got four tours, Jerry. You've got two tours on river cruises on the lake and you've got a train journey to on the Benini Express and then that takes you a coach journey into San Moritz. Absolutely stunning. Temper condi- temperature conditions at that time of the year will be beautiful. So it's going to be mid-twenties, nothing too hot and ideal for this skin colour. Flights into Milan, I take it. Flying into Milan, yeah, into Bergamo and transfer about an hour and a half. It looks beautiful because when you said to me this morning, I went in and had a, a ferret yeah. round to see what it was like. It looks absolutely stunning, the scenery, doesn't it? Absolutely. And even look at the buildings, the colour mm. and everything about them. And, you know, a ski, you know, the neighbouring resort of Samaritz, this time of the year, it's where all the glitzy and royals go skiing. But you have everything on your doorstep there. Beautiful shops, lovely restaurants, relaxing, quiet, no major hustle and bustle. 
And you have, of course, with Top Flight, because I can speak from experience, their reps are terrific. Absolutely. They run a wonderful uh, show and they're really specialists in Italy, Really, aren't really they? specialists. That They've been doing it for 30 years and they do it really, really well. Uh, hi, Jerry and Sandra. Would, well, uh, Sandra, well, I, I'm not the travel man here. Mm. <laughs> she is the woman. But thank you. Uh, we uh, Thank you for your message. Jerry and Sandra, would you recommend Sunny Beach in Bu- Bulgaria for a break? It just depends on, is it for a family? Is it for a couple, age group? Sunny Beach is a busy, busy resort. Um, it's a purpose-built holiday resort. And um, it has nice hotels. It has lovely beaches. If you want to park yourself with a book on a beach, it's it's ideal. You know, around it, there isn't a huge amount of, of things happening. Bulgaria is a beautiful country and you can go off and you can explore from there. But Sunny Beach is a purpose built holiday resort. Mm. And a lot of people going there would actually stay in would that. Stay in the resort. You'll have, you get good restaurants, good bars, uh, very inexpensive Mm. very inexpensive it's, it's not everybody's cup of tea um, but people go back to it year after year OK there you go that's the expert's view on that one I want to just mention somewhere before we finish up and it's another one you wanted to talk about today Santorini on a beautiful little island in Greece I think Mamma Mia has brought this to the, <laughs> to the front everybody comes in and say to us we want to go to Santorini and we say uh, there's no direct flights from Ireland. There used to be about 10, 15 years ago when there was a company called XL Holidays. But uh, since then, it's been very difficult to get there. You're either flying into Athens and taking a boat or you are flying into the UK. Um, there is now a new flight with Aegean Airlines from Dublin to Athens that have perfect connections to Santorini and the cost is, is quite good. The difficulty is accommodation costs in Santorini are expensive because of the amount of hotels that are there. They're not huge big chain hotels. They're all boutique style hotels. Um, some two to three star and then some very exclusive. The place itself, there was a lot of volcanic activity, I know, there at yeah. one stage. And, of course, Greece has had its issues with mm-hmm. um, with the, the economy and things like that. But this place is obviously back with this new it's link. back in it? with this, the link. And the link between this is to do with the cruise ships. The cruise ships, again, have been using Santorini as one of their ports of call. They can only take the smaller cruise ships in there because the, the ports don't have the capacity. So the smaller ships have been going in there and that's what's brought it back on the market. Uh, they say when you've gone there, you just fall in love with it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, getting around is quite difficult, as you say, because it's a volcanic little island and the donkey helps you quite a lot along the way. Uh, but certainly if you wanted to do it combined with a couple of days in Athens and a couple of days in Santorini, it would be a lovely combination holiday. The... Back to Como, Lake Como for a moment in Italy, and it is right in the north. W- what are you talking about? When is the best time of the year to visit Best there? time of the year to visit for weather-wise is mid to late May to mid-September. And as you go then south in Italy, down along the coast, right mm-hmm. down to where I was last year yeah. in Sicily, it changes, doesn't it? You it can changes. Go you can start from end of April right through to mid-October. OK, and that's the difference with coming down it's the coast. It's coming down the Italy. climate. Yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting. Anyway, there's loads for you there. Anything else you wanted to mention in terms of offers? Yeah, we have a Jerry, couple of seconds the, before we yeah, go. Yeah. For the music lovers out there, there's a fantastic offer for Nashville for five nights in October for nine fifty nine. Or for the more adventurous who want to do uh, the Rockies, uh, there's a Rocky Flyer package there for seven nights for one three eight nine. 
or the Rocky Mountaineer, which is a fantastic uh, facility with two nights on the train and nights in Banff and Vancouver at the end of it. And that's coming at 2139. If you didn't get something there today to wet your whistle, well, you know what you have to do. You have to call Globe Travel on 041-983-7791 or check them out on globetravel.ie. Until the month of March, Sandra Finnegan. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Now open in Dundalk beside the Dundalk Retail Park. The nearly new sale is now on at Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Time for a wee bit of chat and some music on Late Lunch. What else would you be doing on a Friday afternoon and it freezing cats and dogs outside? Yes, Me The Bio 2019. We're launching it officially on LMFM's Late Lunch this afternoon. It's going to take place over the coming year at six historic venues across the Royal County. And I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch today, Bernadette McGowan. And she's joined by the brilliant concertina player, Michal O'Reilly. You're both very welcome to the show. Thank Thank you for joining me. Thanks Great very to see much, you Jerry. Both. Well, Ben, that plans are hatched many moons ago, and today is the uh, fruition of all that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can hear us cutting the ribbon there now. <laughs> There's the scissors going live on radio. It looks really good. Um, yeah, it's the the, her, the third year now of Mead Bio, but this year is a great year because we have a series of six events um, happening with uh, Mead Bio three in the spring and three in the autumn. So. Today is the launch and there you go. You've got the honours and uh, it's great to be here. We were here two years ago for the first one at the Hill of Tara and we had one last year in September at the Hill of Tara as well. So six historic venues starting in La Crew on the 10th of March. You've really, let me say, you've really expanded now this year. It's really grown all of a sudden. Why? How has this happened? Oh goodness, I think yeah, it might be a thought that becomes a disease then that you're just like, that'd be a great idea and sometime through it you're like, what have I taken on? But still, it was um, an idea that I had and once the first one went well and the second one went well you have a bit of vision and a bit of uh, you get excited about things that you're interested in and you're passionate about so I just went for it and with the uh, funding from the Arts Council that came through last year we were able to organise these six events and uh, the potential and the talent and the art is all there in County Mead so I am really excited about delivering it and it coming through and we have to say the talent is there. You know that. We've known that and you, a family especially, steeped in this for, for years. <laughs> but the idea of this is to bring it forth isn't it? and to encourage others to come forward. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's it. The, the talent is there and we have a great time. Myself, Hall, my family, as you mentioned, Hall's family, other families around County Mead. We have a great time playing our own music in uh various places in County Meath and around Ireland and around the world but I just feel as we go on through those years that you don't always have the opportunity to play at home and to share it with your neighbours or the people in the community and then when certain things happen such as the FLA or people see that this Irish music is happening uh, they they do say that they would like to hear you playing or you know see what this is all about nearly so uh, um, it's it's very easy to pick a few locations around County Meath and pick 12 artists who are top of their game and say would you mind playing there in September and would you mind playing there in April and so on and that's exactly the way it happens. Well you're away to a flyer in Lock Crew with Emily and the crowd down yeah. there uh, near Old Castle. Beautiful, beautiful place but 
on the first one, or at the first one, on March the the, uh, 10th, which will fly round now at this stage, you have Catherine McAvoy and Eamon O'Donoghue. Now, Catherine is up for a big gong, isn't she? Yeah, Catherine is a a really nice lady and she's encouraged a lot of musicians around County Meath. She's a flute player, uh, originally from Birmingham. uh, Birmingham, And uh, she is getting awarded the TJ Cahar Kjoltornablina, the Musician of the Year Award, which will be presented to her in uh, the Waterfront Theatre in Belfast in a couple of weeks' time and broadcast live on TV. So we really have the creme de la creme in Kundanami You have. At the moment. And it's sort of in two parts. You have the spring-summer series and then you go into the autumn. And I'll just mention the first three and we'll, 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 ma- we'll talk about the others as well a little later. La Crew Gardens, the 10th of March. The 14th of April, then you move, move on to beautiful Dardistown Castle. Now, a lot of people may not have seen Dardistown. It's outside Julianstown. And then you're in Hamwood House, Dunboyne. These are all significant venues, aren't they? Yeah, they're all very historic. Some of them are privately owned and some of them are uh, open to the public and so on. But they are all part of the what I feel is like the landscape of County Meath. Mm. We have all these historic parts of the history and the, the story that goes along with County Meath. So to be able to sit in those walls and play our own music is what this is all about. Um, so those three in, uh, in spring give us a, a range across the county so mm. none of them are too far from anybody and different musicians in each of them you know come and sit in those old walls and hear the live music of today mm. well let's hear some live music now you've uh, segued into that beautifully let me say um <laughs> so tell us what yourself Berndon and Michal are going to start with today would you like to introduce this Michal well seeing as we're here there's a, an old reel called the Boyne Hunt we might as well just play that the Boyne Hunt the Boyne Hunt yeah there's not too many tunes with mead names in them but that's, okay that's, well here we go the boyne hunt away you take it there no, really. Love it. God, I was out there in the fields myself <laughs> in the middle of the hunt. I could just picture it there, to be honest with you. Michal O'Reilly, you're welcome to the show. Come into that Thanks microphone there till I have a wee chat with you. Tell me about the concertina. It's a beautiful wee instrument, isn't it? It is. Um, well, originally invented, probably developed around the early 1800s. So it would have come to Ireland or a version of it in about the 1850s. And you would have had basically... Uh, people who had an expensive version and people who had a cheap version. So the cheap version is the one that was used for Irish music. Now you had some very like out the road here in 
you had a lady called Marianne Carlin. Oh, uh, yes, the, from the Hill of Rath, just outside Drada. Yeah. So she probably is one of the best old-style known concertina players around this kind of part of the world. She's probably better known for her singing, mm. but she also played the concertina. Mm. So you had people like her and similar type of players around the country, but she was recorded... I think up to 1985, I think. Oh, yes. We heard a recording. Sinead Brazel did uh, features for The Fla last year. Yeah. And she and her family were featured on this. Yeah, exactly. So she would have been, I suppose people would would, uh, know her locally. But anyway, so it's become more popular. It kind of died slowly up to about the 1970s and started picking up. You would have had a few players. But since I started playing, like I would have started playing it in 1979 or so. And the whole thing has gone pretty mad since. You have know. you led the Renaissance yourself? No, only around here. Like yeah. you would have. Like when I was growing up, I was the only concertina player. There was maybe one other lassie that was going for classes with me. But younger than me, there's a plethora of them. Great, you know. So it is really. Isn't that terrific? Loaded, you know. So they're everywhere. Is it difficult to learn? Is it oh, a yeah. complicated? Well, instrument? you have to be terribly clever. <laughs> Uh, How'd I know he was going to say that? Yeah, at least, yeah. Well, you're using both hands. The melodies yeah. on both sides. And it's it's kind of, you could say it's like a glorified harmonica, but mm. it's a bit more than that. And why did you take it up in the first place? Because it was bought for me. Oh. There you go. You buy that. <laughs> so Or you play that. So my three siblings before me played fiddles. And then the one after me played the fiddle. So obviously the concertina. It you know there was enough for one. But, you were concertinaed uh, in the middle, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. shoved in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Renaissance of it obviously is great for 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 the traditional music scene mm. because it's it's such a beautiful combination. The yeah, two of you there yeah. with the fiddle and the concertina. Yeah. Do do you play like are you are you at this all the time? Well, I teach a lot. Yeah, so would have classes here, there, and yon, but. It's not as if you're having numbers. Like, basically, you start playing traditional music probably on a tin whistle, and then people decide, oh, I'd like the fiddle, or I'd like the pipes, or like flute, concertina, whatever it is, harp. So that's where it develops from. Now, there's more con- people want to play concertina than used to, mm. uh, but there's more people wanted to play traditional music full stop. Like, when I was 10 or 12, it wasn't very popular, you know, so it, it kind of grew mm. hugely, you know, so it's everywhere now. It's a neat little thing. You can nearly put it in your back pocket Grant. and take it yeah. anywhere, isn't it? Well, it's it's kind of, it used to be kind of traditionally associated with ladies. Right. So, there's a neat package. So, I'm in touch with my feminine side. <laughs> as, as, we, as we should be burned out as men, shouldn't we? Yeah, it's very, very intricate within that neat little package. I can't yeah. figure it out at all, the mm. concertina. So, I leave it to the very, very clever people. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it, it does sit beautifully in the combination of instruments in, in your genre, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, well, there's a whole, I don't know, there's a, a mesh or a, they all absorb into each other kind of when the music gets going and different notes. So there's certainly certain instruments are better suited to Irish mm. music. Yeah. And we're spending a lot of time uh, putting putting that together, mm. really, you know. But the, the music, the instruments, yeah, are part of what lets the music blend and yeah. flow. I just think, though, like what you do and your whole family and, and, and yourself, Hall, it's a real passport, isn't it, in a way? We were talking about travel and passport earlier on. Mm. But a passport to meet people into communities, into the social fabric of societies in Ireland and beyond, isn't it? 
Absolutely, yeah. Well, music is a great language anyway, whatever style of music mm. and whatever genre you're in. So that's a, a worldwide type of passport and a language, I suppose it's it's a it's a language in that. But Irish music is so popular, particularly at the, at the moment. Well, it always was. The, the first recordings of migrants in the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, they're in America. And they so the Irish musicians were really well respected and recorded and revered when they emigrated. So it's only in recent decades really that Ireland has come up that we have our recordings of of uh, our own musicians and then following on from that then as Michal mentioned the growth in young musicians playing like every generation has more people playing um, and the, so it's just about accessing and it's our own music like the music is really historic it's traditional it's from your area it's from our area everybody has their own music that they can access mm. so um, you know and within the this time there's we're the people that are playing around County Mead you know there were people before us and there'll be people after us absolutely and I I think back to the FLA last year and thank god it's here again this year isn't it just brilliant to (laughs) think and I think it opened up an awful lot of people's eyes all around here and all the visitors that came to this and and, and that's one of the wonderful things about it but anyway we're talking about Mead B.O. yes it's it's alive and well (laughs) it's all tied in together it is I know that it's all part of the one big family but Mead B.O. is happening this year beginning on the 10th of March we're going to hear more yes we're going to hear more music they're asking there yes we're going to have more (laughs) songs of course from them short break and back with great music from Michal and Bernadette. Hallin. Oh, wasn't that just beautiful? What was that? What were you playing there? That was a jig called The Haunted House. 
That's it your was, new favourite tune, Jerry. It's it? my new favourite one <laughs> after the last one, and I'm sure I'm going to have another favourite one when you play us out in a few minutes' time. That's you, it. you know, when you talk about uh, two parts of this series, and I mentioned the first part, March, April, May, and then into the autumn, September, October, November, the George Ugin Centre in Nobber, Somerville House, Kentstown, and the beautiful Aher Church, Summerhill. You've picked great ones there. <laughs> I can just feel the acoustics yeah. in, in some of those. They begin at 5.30, the doors open, and they're all Sundays in spring and autumn, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. So also. that's the thing about it. So there's no excuses, folks. You're off. It's a lovely yeah. Sunday. This is something to put into your diary for this year. And the performances begin at 6 o'clock, That's isn't it? it, exactly. Yeah. They're all the same. All the same, but with different brilliant musicians. And look, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. It, it, it's really special to be taking this out right round the county. Now, look, I've been reading your publicity around this, Bernadette. Um, are you talking about maybe beyond the next phase that you might tour? Did, I, did I read that? Yes. Well, it, it could. Any, it could. Uh, Mead Bio could tour anywhere or uh, every county or anywhere that has old historic buildings. Uh, I think there's something special about playing our music and hearing the sounds of the instruments live. You know, there's something about live music as well in these old walls and the old walls will be there after us and the music will be there after us. So mm. um, hearing the live music, you know, there's a lot of time spent at computers and in cars and so on. So hearing live music, I think, is really important um, for people in their lives to hear a piano, a harp, a concertina, a fiddle. At some point, during the week and the month and the year and hearing these live sounds without you know all the amplification and sounds that have to go along with things um, hearing those sounds within these old walls is something that I'd love to I mean I take on too much as it is but uh, this 2019 is going along nicely and it's only the 1st of February so uh, I would be excited that yeah 2020 and onwards there could be any type of scope Mm. for this Exciting and another uh reincarnation of it so to speak down the yeah. road which it, which is a possibility I want to come back to Michal for, for a moment you know when you go playing and I presume besides formal concert that you love the impromptu stuff or you go in somewhere sure, yeah. you're on a break or you're into a pub and you play and what is it about this music that just I can see it myself here when you're playing <laughs> I just want to get up and buck lap round the place Th- oh, there's something lovely. special <laughs> in it, isn't there there really is well it seems to appeal to people I, I think it's just a natural rhythm most of us seem to have you know it's it's within us probably they reckon the jig rhythm is probably more intrinsic to the Irish uh, makeup mm-hmm. it's one of the more original uh, rhythms but I mean they've embraced tunes and rhythms that have come from other uh, countries even across Europe so like I mean it's it's basically it's the rhythm mm. I think now your melody has to lend itself but they reckon there are thousands of melodies and still more being written quite you know it's a very live tradition and you get some that sound a little bit more jazzy and they appeal to some people and some that sound more traditional and you wouldn't know whether they're old tunes or not so in there there's a whole mix of what you can do what you can play and and what people interpret as traditional music Mm. if you want to call it and have we done well in preserving you know you mentioned Marianne Carlin there and uh, recordings Mm. and music of yesteryear is there a lot of it about that we've held on to and you carry oh, forward? Awful, like the Traditional Music Archive in Dublin has any yeah. amount of stuff. Mm. And say, for example, you were interested in traditional music and you had a recorder of some quality. So Jerry goes out to whatever it is and he tapes this fella in his house and that fella in that house. And there are a load of collections like that. Terrific. That, that would be 
probably available eventually, but they're mm. pri- in private ownership. Like, but mm. the, the the traditional music archive, you can go up there. It's on uh, Stephen Square, Marion Square, I think, and uh, terrific. Terrific. Um, Any amount there. Yeah. Any amount. And new writing as well. Well, we know about playing in houses when you talk about the McGowan house as well. Sure, my God, it's a Cayley house. Has been all its life, hasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Only some days of the year. (laughs) (laughs) But some very special days. Yeah. You did the gig again, the usual one. Yeah. Like my parents moved here in uh, the early 1970s and built a house and my dad plays the fiddle and he's one of the artists in this year's Meadbio and my mum's family are all, uh, were County Clare set dancers. So they identified their friends around County Meath, the O'Reilly's, which was one, and there were the Cur- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. and the Hillary's and other yeah, houses Kildare, well. Kildare, Dublin and Mead and because there wasn't really a culture of being in the pubs and playing around here they just started playing in each other's houses so my parents might have been younger than some of those houses and it just has continued my dad has energy that just is the younger than a lot of us so 25 years was RTE Cayley House broadcasting my there God. in January mm. Congratulations yeah. oh, to well, Anton come. and your mum and everybody I what will pass it on because Do it's appreciated indeed. I love them honestly and your sister and your whole family they've been here with me and yep. you just bring joy when you come Any with your time, music Jerry, I have to say me, yeah. and well done on uh, the growing of Meath BO yep. for Thank 2019 you. I'm going to remind people again it begins on March 10th Lock Crew Gardens beautiful old castle then on in April the 14th to Dardistown and May the 12th on Hamwood House and we'll be letting you know during the year about the later ones as well and you can book and get all the information MeathBO.com MeathBO it's very simple B-E-O dot com yep. all the information yep. is there 
there. And please, yeah, follow up on it. We're on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, Meadbeo, M-E-A-T-H, of course, but B-E-O, uh, just uh, dot com is the uh, website address. Tickets can be sold, uh, can be bought from that for all events. I wanted to thank all the venue owners, um, like you mentioned, Anya and uh, Emma up at Lock Crew, but Liz at Dardistown, Charles, Connor, Mary and Henry that are opening up the venues for mm. us because that's really Very special important. for us. And I just ask everybody to come out and listen to the live music and support live music and support their own neighbours. These are people that live down the road from you and they are top class musicians and they're going to be playing in your area. So up me then up the northeast. <laughs> you can pitch. <laughs> <laughs> let me say will you play after pitching thank you both let me say for coming here today and really bringing great uh, joy to the airwaves on LMFM this afternoon uh, Michal O'Reilly and Bernadette McGowan and you're going to finish out with uh, a reel called Lord McDonald's away you go Blackstone Motors, now open in Dundalk, beside the Dundalk Retail Park. The nearly new sale is now on at Blackstone Motors, Dundalk. Now, no need to tell you, uh, if you're watching TV, listening to radio, reading newspapers, the extremes of weather that's happening in the world at the moment in Australia, they're burning up in the Midwest and through the United States. It's absolutely freezing. In fact, It's gone to near 50 degrees centigrade in the Southern Hemisphere, Australia, and minus 50 on the other side in the Midwest and that vortex that's happening, the polar vortex in the United States. Of course, we've lots of people living abroad and in these areas from the northeast of Ireland. So just before coming on air today, we decided to start in Australia and we caught up with a young man called David McCabe from Talentstown. He lives on Bondi Beach and we had a little chat a few moments ago. So I'm living in Sydney, but I'm currently in uh, Byron Bay for the weekend. 
and that's just north, is it, of Sydney, up along the coast? That's, that's right, yeah. How hot is it there at the moment? So right now it's uh, 33 degrees, and it's quite humid, um, but I think everybody is just wearing the, you know, the minimal um, because the humidity is quite high. But, um, yeah, it's, the temperatures are starting to drop a little bit, so I think everyone's very relieved. At its height, we've uh, been reading and watching and observing from a distance here in Ireland, 48 degrees it's gone to centigrade. See, I live in Bondi and it was 41.5 yesterday. David, as a hot-blooded white male from Ireland, how are you still on this line talking to me? Plenty of fluids, plenty. <laughs> Let me tell you, plenty. It's some difference, though, isn't it? Like, into the 40 centigrade. Like, we struggle, as you know, here at home in Ireland. We had a brilliant summer last year, and it went into the 20s. But this is ridiculous, isn't it? Everything shuts down here, though. Everything, you know, we we close all the windows. You know, we close the blinds. The aircon gets on. You know, we're able to manage over here with it. You know, know, we have a lot of swimming pools and the ocean. You know, when you have a good beach like Bondi Beach, one of the world's most famous beaches, you know, you just head down to the beach and a few beers, that's it. Life's all good. This gets too hot to do anything else. <laughs> Sounds so beautiful, doesn't it, when you put it like that, to be honest. But yeah. that point yeah. you make uh, about the heat and the intensity of it, it doesn't really interfere with the working day or how people go about their business. Is that what you're saying? Oh, it does. So it depends if you're if you're a labourer or you're working on a building site or construction. If it gets over a certain degree, you have to legally you have to get sent home. Um, I work in the healthcare industry. I, I'm in an office, so I'm very blessed to be honest. Um, you know, but if it does reach a certain temperature, you know, we are allowed to actually go home, and um, because it's too unsafe to be um, outside. Um, you know, like when I went home yesterday, actually the the tower was completely melting. You know, it's not like at home where, you know, you can see it, you can smell the tar, but the road was actually melting. You could see it from, you know, on the ground that it was so hot. Um, a lot of people on the street also have a barbecue and even put eggs on the ground just to show, you know, how hot it is because an egg will cook in seconds. Isn't that just something else? And when you yeah. say it there, I just picture it. It's something that we wouldn't understand or experience, even in the hottest weather in this uh, neck of yeah, the woods. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What is that temperature you talk about there that when it reaches, you, you can leave work? I think I think legally, I think it goes to something like 40. I think for, for people that work outside or is obligated to work outside or their job is, description is to work outside, I think it's 40 degrees. I wouldn't be 100% on that, but... Um, for people that work inside, I, I think once it goes over 41 degrees, um, I think you're allowed to actually go home and, you know, take it easy and just relax because it's just too hot. Mm. I have a black um, I have a black car and, by Jesus, did I get a, some, some shock when I tried to open uh, the door of my car because it was in the sun and it was so hot it nearly burned the hand off me, you know, opening the door of the car. So things like that, you know, even the door of a handle, a handle of a door, um, you know, into your apartment or your unit, or in Sydney, it can be so hot, or a seatbelt, to touch a seatbelt, you know, it, it completely take the life off you. Now, in Ireland, we are constantly being reminded, even though we don't get that much intense sunshine, uh, about being yeah. sun smart. What about children yeah. and the elderly and taking care of people who are vulnerable there? Is it a, a big factor and are people well tuned into huge, it? Huge, huge. That's what I do. So I look after the aged care, the over 65s in the eastern suburbs. And, you know, what I do is all about promotion of health, which would be, you know, sunscreen, plenty of um, water, hydration, keep in touch, you know, making sure you've got plenty of fluids stocked up. 
it's a huge thing. They really take, you know, their skin and sun protection, you know, and all those precautions very, very, they take that very, very seriously over here. And um, when I first came to Australia five years ago, I got sunburned and a lot of the locals were very disappointed in me that I've allowed that to happen to my skin. You know, so they do take it very, very seriously. And, you know, especially skin cancers, it's very, you know, it's very common over here. But I think you, le- you learn your lesson after, you know, it's, you know, even though when you do apply lots of sunscreen, you know, you learn your lesson to keep keep it going, you know. They have a saying over here, slip, slap, slop. It really gets the message home, doesn't it? It drives it. that message That's home. It. Yeah, it does. People have to be very careful, I'm sure, that with the dryness and the intense heat, these wildfires we see, that they don't do something that would cause catastrophe. Absolutely so dangerous. Even cigarette butts being, you know, mistreated and not properly distinguished is just can cause absolute chaos, you know, especially in the, in the, um, you know, in the forest and the national park, you know, so, you know, the, the team, you know, especially with the firefighters and the rangers, that's a full-time job for them. And, and it's a serious job and it's a massively important job to be able to maintain, you know, the, the bit of nature that is in Australia, even though there is a lot of it, but it, it's colossal, you know, the damages and it can set so much fire and ruin so many lives and even take lives, you know, it's fatal just for one cigarette but so, you know, they're really trying to get through to people's heads, you know, the difference of, you know, properly extinguishing your cigarette butt or, you know, not lighting a barbecue and, you know, sparks coming from a barbecue as well. Like, it can cause so much mayhem. You mentioned there you're five years in Australia. Is yeah. this the hottest weather you've experienced? No, I, it, I, it has been hotter. I remember it being hotter, I think. In 2014, when I first came, I think it got up to 45 and it was bailing. Let me tell you, it was it, it was just so intense. It was crazy. You know, in different um, parts of, you know, Australia, it's, it's, you know, like Darwin, for instance, you can get up to 50 there. It's just intense, you know. It's just absolutely crazy. Perth's quite hot as well. I don't, I don't, I think everybody can manage with the, with the heat, but it's the humidity then, you know, when that takes, takes place, you know, every, you just melt. You completely melt. Mm. Is it difficult at night to, to get sleep at times oh, or yes. is everywhere air conditioned? Yes. Oh, look, if you have air conditioning, you're lucky. You're one of the lucky ones. Um, you know, a one-bed, you know, unit in Bondi would cost you probably 1.2 million, you know, to, to buy. You know, so to have, um, you know, to rent and to have air conditioning, you're very, very lucky. Um, but, yeah, you, you come up with your hacks and your tricks. I will, I will say since Aldi came to Australia, it's been, it's, you know, I think everybody counted that as a blessing for all their, um, for their fans and the aircon. They've made an impact there as well as oh, here. Oh, made a huge impact, huge impact, yes, all the electronics. Somewhere it is there. Do you think now that as we head into February that this will start to wane now and the temperatures, are you hoping, will become more reasonable, yes? Yeah, so that, that's, you know, this is their summer now. So March, April is my favourite time. You know, the temperatures start to cool down a bit and it's nice, you know. You can sit outside, you know, the mozzies is in full fleet now at this stage, you know, because it's so hot. Um, so, and all the wildlife and the insects and the spiders are just out in force. So, you know, by, by March, April, it's cooling down. Everything's just getting a bit slower. So it's great. Yeah. Round, round March, April is my favourite time, to be honest. Whereas, you know, you can be social and breathe. You mentioned to me that you're five years there. W- what do you make of Australia, having spent uh, the five years there now and working there and living in the country and experiencing the lifestyle and the people? Yeah, look, it's a different country. I think um, I think for the jobs that we get, the jobs that that's available for us, I think we we seem to be a lot more appreciated. There's a lot better rate of pay. You know, the nurses are striking. I'm an enrolled nurse myself. You know, the nurses are striking in Ireland, and I support them every single way. 
um, I was a recruitment consultant for nurses and, you know, I used to speak to um, Irish nurses on a daily basis, you know, you know, wanting to um, work with us. And um, so it's just a completely different standard and level of appreciation, better rates of pay, better working conditions. You know, it's so different, absolutely so different on so many different levels. I think, you know, Leo needs to get his act together and really retain the nurses and the qualities that the staff have in Ireland. Good point, and it is uh, big news here, and we've been talking about it on late lunch earlier on in the week as well, and huge reaction in support of the nurses. David, you're from Talentstown in Midloud. Tell me a bit about your family. I'm the youngest of five. My mum and dad is Michael and Carmel McCabe from Talentstown. We live in Chestnut Grove in Talentstown, very small community, a beautiful community, actually. Every time I meet somebody from Australia or whatever, they all always ask where I live and I have to say it in dark because they never hear of Talentstown. And I briefly let them know, you know, where the tidiest villages in Ireland and, you know, how beautiful it is where I come from and I'm very proud of where I come from. When you live in such a huge city and such a such a harbour city, you know, you really appreciate the greenery and, and the beautiful surroundings that Talentstown has to offer. And, uh, the, you know, the tidy towns do such a marvellous job on maintaining it, you know. And it's, it's something, when I do go home, it's something I really do appreciate and, and um, really, you know, respect, I suppose. Are you the only one of your siblings that's away at the moment? That's right, yeah. I think I, all my siblings, realistically, I think I learned my lessons from all of them. You know, if they had the opportunity to come, they all said to me, go, you know, I'm crazy if I don't go. And do you see your life for the foreseeable future in Australia? Um, look, honestly, I think in the last, you know, looking at the nurses' strike and, and that now it's really hitting home you know I'm here five years and you know look I was only coming out for a year or two you know maximum but you know looking at the conditions and everything that's happening at home it's really and truly it's making me stay you know it's you know I I miss my family obviously and my friends and where I come from but I mean what is there to come home to? Interesting point you make isn't it and a perspective from the other side of the world do communications help does today you know with Twitter and Instagram and all the connectivity? Oh definitely definitely when I first came you know Facebook obviously in 2014 was great you know when I actually first came you know when I wanted to um, contact my family I'd be using Skype even Five years ago, you know, that was the Stone Age was using Skype, you know, hello, hello, can you hear me for 15 minutes until, you know, both sides could hear each other. Now it's Messenger on Facebook and it takes two seconds. You know, I'm, I ring home every day, speak to my sister, speak to my family, touch base with everybody. It really, you know, that's social. A lot of people, you know, disapprove of social networks and so, but, you know, for, for people like myself, it's a huge factor of being able to live abroad and be able to communicate with your family and it's such a massive massive you know influence in my life especially well look i want to thank you for taking our call today on late lunch Uh, we wanted to get a perspective from probably one of the warmest places in the world at the moment we're going to contrast this shortly on the show by uh, talking to somebody in chicago where it's actually over minus 50 degrees centigrade so you can imagine the contrast that we're going to have there but david mccabe from uh, talentstown thank you for taking our call i wish you well uh, with your life and career in australia enjoy the summer. You're most welcome. Thank you very much. And it's lovely to talk to you guys too. Yeah, great to catch up with David today. Sizzling in the Southern Hemisphere. It's Baltic in the States and Canada, and we're going to hear about it next. The extremes in weather in this planet, and they still say, well, some people say it's not to do with global warming or what's happening uh, up in the atmosphere there 
due to what we're doing down on the ground. Anyway, we were uh, in the Southern Hemisphere a few moments ago with David McCabe from Talent Town. We are staying local, but far away from here today, with a lady who's originally from Tara in County Mead. She was a Caldwell. Her name is Mary Ellen Dernan. Hello, Mary Ellen. Hi, how are you? I'm good, but I'm just wondering, how are you today? It's minus 20, is it, where you are? It is. The wind chill is currently minus 20. The standing temperature is minus 15 right now in Bedford, Massachusetts. So it's uh, pretty cold. What do you do to keep warm? Do you run your heating all of the time in the house? I do. I have currently the heating is set to 35 degrees in the house. Um, I also have the fire going and then a, a kind of a, a faux fireplace in another living room that I have going blasting constantly. It's amazing with the drafts. The cold still gets in. Mm. So it's uh, it's something you have to do constantly or or else, you know, you you risk getting your pipes frozen. And then you have big trouble. What about, I know you have children and uh, they're at school, yes, at the moment. They are. And there was actually no delays or cancellations to where we live on the military base. But a lot of the other schools around the civilian community all had two-hour delays yesterday and today or even some cancellations. But I know my two had to go in. And when you go outdoors, you mentioned you run your heat and fires and everything all of the time to stay warm in these conditions. But when you do go out and on their way to school and between your car or the public transport and the school itself, I take it you really do have to take care and wrap up completely to avoid getting, uh, you know, frostbite. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, This morning they have their snow boots, their snow pants, gloves, thermal gloves, everything, hats. The, and literally our car is parked right across the street but that few seconds from the front door to across the street is bitter and we had a a big blast of it's called a, a snow squall which i had never experienced the other night so the minute it actually stopped snowing i thought well i better go out and get the snow off the car before it freezes or then you're in big trouble really Mm. But it is that dangerous. You know, we were talking a few moments ago uh, to David McCabe from Louth uh, in Australia and he was talking about the danger of the sun and the intense heat and you're right on this other side of the equation, the the danger from cold. Oh, yeah. Like, I think the death toll currently is at about 12, unfortunately, mm. all from cold or cold-related accidents, you know, from the squalls. I know that upstate New York had a lot of, uh, of the snow squalls and then whiteout conditions on highways and people were crashing and unfortunately there was a nine-year-old girl who was killed in a car crash during it. So it is pretty dangerous and then of course when you go across to the Midwest, Chicago, Minneapolis and Minnesota, Wisconsin, you're minus 60. You know, people can die within minutes yeah. of that kind of cold. And your mother-in-law, she's in Minnesota, is she? She is. My mother-in-law is just north from Minneapolis in a place called Hutchinson, which is currently, I think, when I checked yesterday, it was minus 48 there. Wow. Well, that just sums it up. The two extremes of temperature on different uh, parts of this planet uh, as we speak today. Um, the, 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 the whole weather situation, though, you, you've moved around in the States. You've, you've lived in different places. You were in North Carolina. Would you see these type of conditions there? No, not at all. Well, in North Carolina, you have, it's like one extreme to the next. North Carolina, it's a lot hotter. In the summer, it could get to 40. And then, of course, you have the hurricanes, mm. 
hit pretty regularly. And in the winter, the coldest you'll really see in North Carolina is maybe the average would be about 10, 10 yeah. to 5. Mm. It's, mm. It never gets like this. So it was a bit, it's, it's still a shock to the system. We're only here about six weeks to two months now. So it's still, I'm still adjusting to it. It's, uh, it's definitely a change. It's a big change from Ireland. Oh, yeah, huge change. <laughs> <laughs> surely is but look back to, to North Carolina you were blimmin' unfortunate there as well weren't you Hurricane Florence uh, you had a little bit of a, a thrist with her we did uh, typical me you know I get myself in these situations we um, we lived in a small town called Newburn which is right in eastern North Carolina and uh, it was in the direct path of the hurricane for a long time it actually shifted down south about 60 miles landfall of us when it actually hit but of course, we were on the eye wall, and it resulted in our house pretty much getting not destroyed, destroyed, but completely unlivable. So we were in hotels basically until we moved to Boston, and it's still currently down to the studs down there. And uh, you know, we're still paying a mortgage on it and not living there, obviously. So it's mm. uh, definitely a struggle in that front. And that was the hurricane. I can handle cold, but hurricanes cause such mass devastation. Yeah. That, you know, that's scary to me. That's the, that was, I'd rather the cold and this kind of weather than, you know, a cat four or five mm. spinning off the coast. I agree with you. The most destructive form of weather is certainly the wind and we get it from time to time. Not on that scale he, here in Ireland. Can I ask you this question? Because you've experienced both and I'm curious. In North Carolina, when it got real hot in the summertime to where you are now with a wind chill of minus 20 and beyond. Which would you prefer? Is it easier to live in extreme heat or extreme cold? Oh, I used to always say, oh, give me the cold any day. I can handle a cold, but I can't handle 40 degrees heat with humidity. And now that I'm here, I'm kind of like, you know what, maybe 40 isn't that bad after all. It's, um, it's definitely an adjustment either way. And of course, in 40 degrees heat with, you know, 100% humidity, I look like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I go out of the house instantly sweating, yet American women look so put together like it's nothing, you know, it's not a bother. And I'm here, the Irish one, sweating buckets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old pale skin of the home soil. We can't cope with the extremes. I hear what you're saying. Your parents oh, yeah. your parents are, are, are hale and hearty, Patrick and Margaret, in, in Meath, yes. They are. Mum is actually in Trim and Dad is in Monaghan, yeah. Oh, right. I'm sure I've lived in Mead my, my entire life yeah. up until I left, you know. There you are. Well, we say hello to them this afternoon. And listen, thank you for taking our call. We're just trying to get a a handle on what it's like on the ground. We're watching the pictures, hearing the news stories as well. But it's lovely to talk to people from the northeast who are experiencing the weather for themselves. I hope it warms up soon for you, Mary Ellen. Thank you. I think it's supposed to get... um, it's supposed to kind of come out of the side of it now a Sunday for the Super Bowl, of course. And Boston Patriots are in it, so uh, looking forward to that. You'll be cheering for a side in the final. Isn't it great? Wish you well. Thank you for taking our call. No problem at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Mary Ellen Dernan. She's a Caldwell from Meath in uh, North America. We have somebody now in Canada. He's from Dunsanian County, Meath. Donny Clinch is on the line. Hello, Donny. How's it going? Toronto, you're in for the last six years, working there as a chippy. Um, what were we talking about today, temperature-wise? What are you on the minus scale? Um, at the minute here now, it's minus uh, minus 17 degrees. 
and uh, with a wind chill of like t- minus 25, which is, it's kind of getting kind of creeping back up. Because the last couple of days it was uh, in minus 22 roughly in in spots, and, my, and like with the wind chill, it was down as far as minus 35, minus 37. Wow! So it was pretty pretty extreme. I'm standing on a third floor ba- uh, balcony here now, looking at a lake or uh, a river. Probably the width of the width of the probably a little bit uh, narrower than the boy now, and it's completely frozen over. Solid. So it's uh, oh yeah, yeah, solid now. Yeah. Is this so, the coldest you've experienced in Toronto in your six years there? Uh, yeah, I'd say it is. Like the, the it's the longest snap. Like yeah, like once or twice. In the last couple of years, like you'd get as far as minus, uh, you would get as far as minus seventeen, minus eighteen, from time to time. But it only lasts like a day or two. But now, like this has gone on for the last maybe I don't know about ten days or so, and it's just yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's. I think like they're saying like um, maybe Monday, Tuesday, it's going to get uh, rain uh, or like it's going to heat up a little bit and then kind of get into the plus three or fours or. Something like that. So, but definitely um, the coldest snap that I've, I can remember here in the last six years. But I think one time I'm at home for Christmas there a few years ago, and there was like uh, they had it pretty bad for a couple of days as well. But mm. I don't think it was as bad as lo- as long as this lasted as long and stuff, you know. So, mm. no, not at all. Yeah. We we don't get it in the and like when we get a bit of it, so the whole country closes down. You work away. Yeah. Does it ever stop work or affect work for you? Oh yeah, well, see, I work, I work in indoors now, so it's, mm. it's, it's most of the time. So uh, it wouldn't really affect me as much. But uh, some of the lads now that'll be on site now, they, they, I think a lot of them to be, uh, to be brought sent home when mm. it's when it's that this extreme, you know. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's something else now. Really, I never like I remember telling the lads in work the coldest I ever remember back in Ireland was like minus thirteen, and like now. Ugh, it was like the Bahamas when you think of what you're working in there now. Yeah. I, I take it you're well wrapped up and you have all the thermals on and you keep yourself right, yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. You have to like when you're like before, like the last couple of years I used to like two or three hoodies now and I just walk as far as the subway and then downtown, but now you you have to even for like a five or six minute walk outside you have to have to wrap up well. Hats mm. and scarves and the whole lot. Gloves. Yeah. And do you miss yeah, do you miss the metropolis of Dunsany? <laughs> I do, yeah. Honestly, I, I, home, I was home there for Christmas now and it was great. Mm. Uh, all the family there and a couple of them are probably listening there now, all the cousins from Kmeston and stuff like that and Kentstown and wherever. But uh, yeah, no, we, we had a great time back home and stuff, but coming home for a wedding now in March as well, so... Oh, not so bad. You do, you'd miss, miss the family and miss the friends and all that, but we've a good group of lads over here now as well, so a few lads from Kmeston and stuff. Great. And Manalvi. Great, so you have a, a home from home there. Listen, I have to fly and do the news at three o'clock or they'll shoot me here. It's lovely to catch a word with you, Donny. Wish you well. No, thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye, bye-bye. That's Tony Clinch from Dunsany in Toronto. And it is freezing cats and dogs there. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Now open in Dundalk, beside the Dundalk Retail Park. The nearly new sale is now on at Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Time to check in with our guys in Integral Fitness and Leisure. Yes, we weigh them in each Monday evening. We get the news for you on the Tuesdays. But I popped into the gym this morning to gate crash a training session. Here we go. 
Well, I don't know about the three that are here in Integral working away as I walk onto the gym floor this frosty, freezing morning just after 7am. But I can tell you that Anne Mead, Alan Fedigan and Donald Waters are here working away. And Anne-Marie Stewart, Ammo is with them as well. You're belting out the instructions. I'm yeah, I am indeed. They're walking their asses off this morning, Jerry. They're doing super. I'm amazed with the work they're putting in. It's, it's brilliant to see. Every morning they've been here, like they're not giving up nothing, like so they're, they're on the ball. Yeah. So you're taking charge. You're the one in charge of the personal trainers here with the three of them this morning. Oh, I am. Holy moly. I can tell you one thing. This is some dedication. Look at the morning that's out there. You wouldn't put a milk bottle oh, in. Oh, no, no. And they're up getting it done nice and early. I love it. I love the, the motivation they have in them. You know, the work ethic they bring in every day is brilliant. I just love it. But tell me what they're doing here. Just explain. Donald, there's Alan. Let's talk about uh, Alan at the three. moment. What's he uh, doing there? He's pushing the sleigh. He's like he's walking on his core. He's walking on every part of the body, you know. So he's he's going to be getting that weight down. So and he's walking his ass off over there, as you can tell the face on him there. So so he's pushing this heavy weight up and down along the floor there. Yeah. What weight he, would be on that there? It's fifteen kg. Should have been should have been fifty, but we'll throw it down for him this morning and keep on a live session. He was walking his ass off. He was in here twice yesterday. Two, two sessions in one day he had it in so. They're all putting in the walk, and I'm super proud of them all. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a word with Alan Fedigan. Alan, come over here a second. She says you're on a little bit of a sabbatical this morning. There should be more weight on that sleigh there. Uh, there's enough at the minute, and I just... <laughs> after that spin in class, there's plenty on it. You've just completed this spin? Yes. What time are you here since? Uh, about 20 past six. And this is full pedal to the metal every day? Every day, yeah. Two sessions yesterday, actually, so... How are you feeling? Tired. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Yeah, I mean, no, it's good, it's great. I feel great myself, so that's the most important thing, I suppose. We're towards the latter end, of course, of this week, and we're heading to the halfway point on Monday. Your weight loss has been outstanding. Everybody's talking about it. How are you feeling this week? What, what do you think uh, when we weigh Monday night into Tuesday will bring? Well, hopefully a few pounds off. I just wouldn't be sure, but I'm full of energy at the minute and mad to train, so... What about on the food thing? Because I didn't talk to you about this as we were weighing each of the evenings. Obviously, like, you know, you're, you're shedding it, but you've got to be eating well as well to keep this energy up. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Lisa, my partner, is a chef, so it's very easy that way because she's everything prepared and ready. So it's, it's just three times a day, and that's it. One snack maybe in the middle, a yogurt or something, and that's, that's really it. Plenty of water. Great colour in your cheeks. Yeah, fairly red at the minute, yeah. <laughs> you know, a morning like this, you know, honest to God, what am I doing here? I'm scratching my head and I'm doing nothing. But is it difficult to get up real early and head in here and, you know, the weather is really, really freezing? Uh, the weather maybe might be a little bit of an issue, but getting up, no. Like, I finished work last night at one o'clock and I was awake this morning in the bed at half five, so mad to go. Mad to go? Yeah. Get back there. Go on, do a bit more. You're having a little sup of water there. Let's catch up with number two. Come back over here, Anne Mead, for a minute and do this for me, will you, again? Come over here for a second. Sit down there and do one of these things and explain to me what this is. What is this here? This is like a crunch, a tummy crunch. So we're lying back, lifting the three or the five kilo ball up over the head and bouncing off the mat as you come up. Get down there and do one for me till we see what this is about. Okay, so she catches her feet under the bar, sits down, lies back, she picks up this ball right on her back and fires it off. It's sort of a trampoline here and it bounces back into her hands. How many of these do you have to do? Oh, as many 
<laughs> as many as Ammo says, she's just said to me there. I'm tired looking at her. Get up off that. You've enough done of them because you were doing these when I walked in the door. I just wanted to get a demo again uh, for the listeners. Well, I have to say, you're looking pretty in pink this morning. Matches my face. <laughs> it does. It really does. In fact, I think the face is a little deeper in colour. Well, how are you? Great, great. Great week so far. There's three of you here. You've developed, obviously, a very a close bond between you and I know Siobhan's with as well she's out in the belly centre yeah. the whole thing is tied together but you three come here each morning and train yeah every morning the half six spin I'm always last in and the closest to the gym so I get a lot of slagging over that from the boys <laughs> but uh, I look it's great to walk in there in the morning and there's the two boys sitting waiting and we're in it together like we mm. just drive each other on in there so it's great then we come out here and do our 20 minutes half hour or whatever the instructors tell us to do here so talk about setting up today brilliant and there are other people this gym is it's busy at this hour of the morning isn't it come here Jerry. I cannot get o- I say it every time I come in I cannot get over this gym it doesn't matter if you come at 6 o'clock in the morning 3 o'clock in the day mm-hmm. 8 o'clock at night it's just so busy yeah. it's brilliant to see it you know and the pool down there on weekends with children and all that it's amazing mm. it's well done to them all because like I know myself you only go to a gym if you feel like you're welcome and you want and you're getting the support so obviously it's happening here because and I can't get over even the people on all the different machines like the last 10 minutes every morning is spent talking everyone say how are you getting on what are you doing this week are you finding it tough so like just all that it's brilliant like brilliant it's, it's just the support is magnificent yeah. I know that and people are mad keen to find out how you're yeah. doing Look, last week you're down again on the scales, yeah. you know, and you were thrilled because you were concerned yeah. that they might not be down. Why was that? You see, I'm finding it tough. Uh, like, I, I train all the time out in Tully Allen there with Damien. I do three sessions a week, just as I said to you, for my back to keep me right. So, I suppose the other guys, the old body's got a bit of a shock coming into the gym. My body didn't really get a shock, you know, I just, the spin is probably as much as I've upped it. So look at, as I said last Monday night, my buddies has me on the road for 5k last night again. So I'm hoping that's a little bit of a shock to my body. And that makes me what Ammo and Connor and Nathan soon was. That'll bring it all together for me. Anne-Marie's here this morning bellowing out the instructions there to poor Alan a moment ago and you just before that. But the interchange between the personal instructors with all of you is terrific, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Come here, they just did a whole lot of them just want to see us all doing well. As I said, like, it, they're always there. Like, you don't worry if you come in and your instructor's not there because there's no way you're getting away with doing nothing. <laughs> Get in with me, you know? Like, so they're, they're all working together the same as we're working yeah, together. Yeah, and I know they're all out for everybody but they have each other's backs as well, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Eating, how's it going? The food, great this week. Getting a little slap in the hand that I just might be eating enough this week. But uh, look, just a busy week working some nights there till half nine, ten, and eating a breast of chicken at half nine is probably not the best thing in the world. But look, needs must. You know, I just have to. You don't get caught every day, but you know, some days you just get caught. And what can you do? You just have to do it. Simple as that. Well, yeah. you've been caught this morning by me here in the gym and I've taken you away from your, your session there and good luck looking forward to the weigh in at the halfway point know, can you believe it three weeks amazing. in on Monday as long as there's no photographs tomorrow and everything's alright uh, don't write that off either let's get number three number three here he is Donal Waters now tell me I've come to another piece of equipment here what are you doing with this it's a big bar with a big weight on it it certainly is <laughs> it sure is Ammo, Ammo, what am I doing here? Here she comes. Anne-Marie, what is this here that Donal is working with? 
This is push-ups with the for the chest press. Uh, push-up on chest press. It's a push-up on a chest press. Yes. You're talking. Me. So again, there's a heavy so, weight on this. What does he do? It. He picks it straight yeah. up from the floor. Yeah. So what he's walking is the top of his chest, so the middle of it. So he'd be pushing up towards the top there, and he's going to be walking all the midline of his chest. You know. So. Mm. So he is your man. This yeah. is your assigned uh, candidate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know you're looking after them all here today, but. You're thrilled with this, fellow. Yeah, he's flying. I'm very proud of him. He's doing well, and everything I tell him, he's on the ball with. He's sending me his meals daily. He's, he's just, he's grinding daily, and I love it. It's the push he's given to everyone, and I just love it. It's good. You are attaining almost legendary status at this stage. Do you know that with the weight you're losing, and everybody's yeah. talking about all of you guys? Yeah. But Donald, for you, you're heading towards week three, the end of it here. And the push is still on, as hard as ever from day one? Yeah, um, I'm really focused now, to be honest with you. I, am, I, I was thrilled when I lost £9 the first week, 5 in the second, and I know we set a target uh, for week 3, which is midweek for a 3.5. I'm hoping to do a little bit better, but as the early mornings get on and get, getting out of bed, it's so difficult, that half a pound. I know people say not to weigh yourself. I'm weighing myself every morning, uh, in the evening, every time. And, so are you down on your scales? I am, yeah. But, yeah. but but not but, much. But not much. Not oh, much yeah, because yeah. it's taken that little bit longer. To and actually... remember, there's a set of scales here, and they are the scales okay, you'll be yeah. looking at next. Week. You understand that? Yeah. But look at you're going in the right direction. Yeah, um, I, I must say I do feel energised. Uh, we did say. Uh, last week or so that, that it does give you that extra energy it's a little bit tough getting out of the bed but you have to push yourself uh, when you're here the spinning classes are great the, the one-on-one with Ammo she's a great instructor uh, yeah so really feel energised and that little energy I don't know where it's coming from I am tired at night time I'm going to bed that little bit earlier about ha- half nine So no harm in that no no no. but I'm still getting the same sleep you mm. know so this, uh, my sleeping pattern is, uh, uh, is the same now so yeah, yeah I'm, really, I'm really enjoying it now you know is it a big shock to the system would you get up you wouldn't know this area no. Early, normally to be down here at the crack of dawn. Never, never. I'm up about five o'clock. Uh, sh- uh, shower, dress, and stuff for about half five. Then have my breakfast. Leave the house at quite. Uh, I live in Dundalk, so we leave about quarter to six. I'm here about twenty past six. Uh, we spend about ten minutes warming up on the spin bikes. We have a chat with with Alan and Anne. I tell you, we're a great team, and it's just it's great that the, uh, the short time how we bonded and how we gelled and. We're there, we're picking up, up each other uh, with little hints and tips and stuff like that as well. We're a great little team within a team and uh, we don't see it as a competition. We all have our own personal goals to a certain degree. And yeah, we're loving it. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. It's all good. It really is. So the circuit here this morning, I was just with Anne there. She was doing a little bit with the ball bouncing off what I call the trampoline there. We saw Alan pushing up and down the floor. You're lift, lifting the weights here. Anything else you do in this circuit afterwards? Yeah. Uh, okay, there's burpees. We, yeah. do, uh, we, we do boxing. We do the these uh, those, those straps. Climbers, everything we do, TRX straps, the lot. Okay, so you have a whole circuit here that you do. For how long after the uh, spin class? They go for about 35 minutes after. Yeah, and that's plenty. So it's a fine session, isn't it? But yeah, just look around. Sorry, and yeah. I know it's not television, but yeah. look, I don't know. Is there 100, 120 yeah. machines here yeah. that all different that do mm. the, the top of your uh, your body to your bottom of your body? Uh, just, and the great thing about Integral is uh, there's all different age groups. Like you've got young people, you've got uh, 
uh, what midlife crisis mature, people, mature men people. like yourself yeah, look, I would call myself mature now but then you've, you've all different ages here and it's, and it's great nobody judges here you just get on with what you have to do yeah. and it's great it's a great opportunity to have Amo as uh, the instructor and, and thanks once again Yeah. no look at brilliant 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 I wanted to dip in here this morning to Integral Andrade catch up with the guys and we do remember Siobhan O'Neill White is in Betty's town with Fran and she's working our butt off as well out there and I can't wait midway point Monday evening here the way in haven't they been sensational folks almost 50 pounds lost in the first couple of weeks my god almighty we are setting the pace for weight loss in Ireland on Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019 with Integral Fitness and Leisure thank you to you all and Marie keep and it lit you too keep it lit buddy <laughs> thanks a million thanks a million yeah, they certainly are keeping it lit. What an achievement by them all. Midway next week, and we'll bring you the news, as I said there, on Tuesday. Raglan Road, somebody looking for? Yes, we had it live earlier in the week. Can't do it today for you, but we will come back to it, I promise, down the road. A big thank you to all our guests this week on Late Lunch, but especially to you, our listeners, who join us every day and interact with us on the show across all the platforms that LMFM are on at this stage. Big thank you to my producer Louise Walsh. Couldn't do this without her every week and uh, thanks a million again Louise. Eddie's up next with The Drive. Have a lovely weekend. Take care and do join us for a brand new week of Late Lunch from Monday at half one. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors now open in Dundalk beside the Dundalk Retail Park. The nearly new sale is now on at Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.